Hello, and welcome to Successful, Single, and Not Willing to Settle, the podcast, where we show amazing women how to attract the perfect partner for them by embracing and showcasing their authenticity. Hey, Jen. Hey, Amy. You said it right as I was taking a drink. I know. That was my evil plan. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it was not my evil plan. So how hot is it in your apartment? Um, like the emoji where you, you have the drip of sweat coming off your forehead. I'm not dying, but I can feel the, the heat. Yeah, so we're in the middle of this heat wave, and not to mention my um, AC broke down on the upper level of my home, so it is 89 degrees in here. You're definitely, that, that's insanely hot. You're definitely experiencing the worst of the two situations between yours and mine. Um, I was not in a good place two days ago. Well, I'm also not... I'm also not super pregnant, so I I feel like it's a draw, maybe, because even if it's like 60 degrees, it could be really freaking hot when you're pregnant. Yeah, I, but I, I dressed for the occasion today, so I actually am doing okay today. Yesterday, it was humid and hot, and I was yeah. done, and that was the day we decided to, to like install the car seat. Oh, that is the worst. <laughs> if anything can make you want to like rip your car apart or stab your partner it's installing a car seat during summer so i'm a little worried we did it wrong because it wasn't that bad well remind me after <laughs> and i can also tell you of free places that you can go where they'll install it for you okay just to I was, make sure yeah yeah we'll talk about that later i have a feeling our our listeners don't care Let's talk about all the places in North Jersey where you can get your car seat installed. I'm sure that everybody listening <laughs> totally wants up on that info. <laughs> they're um, hitting the like next. They're like, yeah, subscribe, subscribe. <laughs> no, but we're going to actually talk about something else today. Shocker. So, yeah, this is an interesting little, little topic for us to, to address. Yeah, so Jen went to Insta because she is <laughs> our... Insta guru, Insta guru Jen. That's what I'm saying. Insta guru Jen. <laughs> um, and she put out a survey of, uh, we gave a couple of reasons and then also kind of left it up open for comments, but of why you've sworn off dating. So why you've done that. Yeah. And the responses are really interesting. So we wanted to peel through what they were and kind of chat about the feedback we got. Cause I think some of them are, I mean, really brutally honest, and then some like are shocking, and some of them are mindset um, potholes or like, you know, kind of obstacles that you could be having that maybe we can switch it around and, and help you out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I love the way you put that, that like, it might just be a little pothole that, that you can climb yourself out or, or get your car out of. Um, so let's dive in. So, so there were six that, that we asked, um, the first one that we asked, um, and for each one we said like, is this why you've sworn off dating? So the first one is no guys are interested in me. 
And we had 67% say that this was either the reason or one of the reasons that like they've allowed dating to, to take a backseat in their life. Yeah, and it makes sense that if you believe that, you'd be like, well, what the hell's the point? Like, no one, no one's interested in me. Um, Why keep putting myself out there? Why keep swiping, spending money on the apps or like giving up my weeknights to go on dates if they never go anywhere and they never lead anywhere is probably kind of the mentality. That yeah, or like you're like, the guy, it could fall under like the guys that you're interested in are not, reaching mm -hmm. out to you. I mean, there's so many things to peel through in here. So kind of questions that you could ask yourself if you're in that category of like, God, if you're, if that is the message that you've been getting or giving to yourself or, or, or feeling while you're out there dating is that no guys are interested in you. I feel like questions that you can ask yourself are, do you mean like no guys that you're interested in are interested in you? Um, my first question would be like, how do you know that? You know, so yeah. I want to hear your story. Like what? Yeah. How are you measuring that? Is that right. like no one is, you're not getting any matches online? Because I think you and I both have a strategy through our program that like, sometimes it's not about matches. It's about what you're doing on the dating apps that give you the best, as we say, return on investment, where you actually yeah. feel like your time is valuable on there. Yeah. So there's that passive dating where it's like, if I, it could be that where like you're sitting and waiting and the guys that you are interested in are not reaching out to you. Um, but I know a lot of the apps now, like you have, sometimes you have to swipe first. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and I know that has to be accepted on either side, but the question would also be like, did you go through a couple of situations where, where it didn't work out and guys that you were interested in weren't interested in you back? Um, what I will say is the, the, what I can say for sure is that making that blanket statement is not true. Right. In the, in the, the globe of men, it is not true that zero of them would be interested in you. And I don't even know who you are, but I got to say, like, if you look around there, there's some funky couples out there. Like there are guys who who like all sorts of women and women who like all sorts of guys. And I've said it before, like the guys I like, Jen's not into and vice versa. We all have our types. So um, we'd love to hear, even if you guys want to message us through the podcast, because you can do that. Um, if you have like a, nope, you're wrong. And you want to do, I call it the yeah, but. Yeah, but I've been on 8,000 dates and like, I'm telling you, no guy that I, no guy has ever asked me for a second date, right? Like if you have a yeah, but there's probably something else going on there that's leading you to this conclusion than the tr then it actually being that zero people, zero men in the entire land of the lands are interested in you. Yeah, and I think, you know, I'm gonna put on my, my little Amy hat um, and talk about like the, the inner stuff happening when put it on. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. Um, like this. Oh, it's a baseball cap. It's I'm a baseball cap. Like apparently, a bonnet. Um, <laughs> a bonnet. <laughs> I don't. I don't see you in a bonnet. Um, no. 
Not that I really see you in a baseball cap either, to be honest. Um, you're more of like a fedora to me. Um, <laughs> but I think this is one of those beliefs that if you're telling yourself this, you continue to believe it. And it, and it, you turn a belief based on maybe one negative experience into a fact that you are not willing to break from. Um, I think you always say like what, oh, I lost, you have like this thing you say often, um, but I lost it. I, I, I got I, I think I know what you, cause I say it so often, but <laughs> what you believe your brain then looks for evidence of. Yes. So then it becomes a fact to you because you start building evidence to support whatever you're believing. So that's why it's so important like to catch those mind set, you know, potholes as we call, as I call them in the beginning of the, the episode, because they, you dig a bigger hole when you, when you start to like hang out in there, you know, you make it deep. Yeah. And if you notice that, if I, I'm going to use a, I'm going to extend your metaphor um, of the pothole, but if you see a pothole coming up ahead on the road, you more often than not can swerve around it to avoid it. So this is the same thing, that if you notice that that mentality is bubbling up for you, you can take a second and be like, no, I know this is not true. And I know this is what my brain is saying to me to sabotage me. And yeah. walk and your are and the way to peel back is to really look, look at what you are saying. Because this is, I mean, you're not alone for those of you who, who feel this way. When we say like, this is what's actually going on. Like, we've all been in situations where we feel like, oh crap, like I like, all, I like these guys and they don't like me back or whatever. We've, we've been there. But that's the moment to say like, is that true? What evidence do I have that that's not true, right? And that's how you can start to dig yourself out of that pothole and move forward and like, let's see, like, let's see if there is somebody out there. And even, you know, looking around and saying like, I don't know, this woman found somebody, you know, and she's like similar to me or whatever. So like it can happen, like whatever you can do to kind of switch that mindset can definitely help you on the road to getting out of that pothole or swerving. Yeah, love that. All right, next one. Is this why you've sworn off dating? No one is taking the process as seriously as me. So we had 60% um, of our responders say yes. So more than half. Yeah, I think I love that this, this question was there. So again, the idea that it's no one, of course we're like, we gave the option, right? So it says blanket statements. So blanket statements, I just wanna say, they are never true. A blanket statement about no one or everyone is is never true. There's so you're always going to be able to find somebody who proves that wrong. So that's the first thing. But what I feel like this says to me is that you're kind of vulnerable and putting yourself out there, and that's scary. Um, and when you meet somebody who is not serious, it's like a quick out to be like. This is why I'm not doing this. Done. Yeah. yeah. Right. And the truth is when you go out and you date, you're going to meet people who don't take it as seriously as you do. You're going to meet people who just want like something casual. You're going to meet those people 
it's, you don't need to meet 75 guys who are like eligible and into you and are all the things that you want. You need to meet one of those guys. If you met 75 of them, your life would be very, very complicated <laughs> in deciding what to do next. Yeah. But How do you almost, make like 75 names and interests and jobs and ages and locations straight? Yeah. Who's got time for that? No. I don't. But like you, you kind of, it's, it's more of, you know, in, in growth mindset, the rule is that you take whatever it is that you're saying and you put the magic word yet at the end of it. So it's no one is taking the process as seriously as, as me yet. Like I have not met anybody who is taking the serious, this as seriously as I am yet. See how that opens I, you up? I also think this sometimes is a symptom of everyone kind of puts on, on airs or fronts early on in dating or via the dating apps. Um, because that's what you do. Um, and, and obviously there's game playing and dating, which, you know, you and I are very much like we want to, there to be no game playing. But I think everyone wants to come off as kind of carefree and effervescent and interesting and not too heavy um, on, on dating profiles. And when you meet someone in person, you know, no one like unloads within the first five seconds. Well, some so, people do, but most people don't. <laughs> some people do. You're right. But so I think sometimes what may be perceived as someone not taking it seriously might just be someone's self-preservation or self-protection to not appear to be taking it as seriously because that is a vulnerable act. Yeah. And you, and there's, right. So if you write somebody off immediately, because it seems as if they're like kind of super laid back when it comes to this and and they're kind of wishy-washy of what they want out of it or whatever or maybe even we get people who write people up because like he didn't complete his profile right mm -hmm. you don't know what's going on in that guy's life he might have not had time yet but like is planning on filling it out or maybe he's like super nervous because he doesn't know what to put on there it doesn't mean if we're telling the story that it's because he's not taking it seriously enough because of what he has on his profile. Like we're filling in blank spaces with our own interpretation and not, we're not really figuring out whether that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And um, if you don't like, Oh, so we can go to the next one because that's what I was going to actually jump into. Okay. Yeah. So the next one was, is this why you've sworn off dating? It's just not fun. So, it was 33% said yes, um, which is not obviously a majority, but still that's a third of our responders kind of feeling like it's not fun. Well, I mean, it's interesting that, that it was only 33% because if you're going out and putting yourself out there and no one's taking it seriously, or you're going out and all the guys that you're going to meet that you're interested in are not interested in you, then that's not fun. What is fun about that? Hi guys, it's Amy. It's time for a sponsor break. We'll be back very, very shortly. See you then. And that's what I was gonna say before we talked about it when, when we were just saying about that no one's taking it as seriously as you. If you, we talked about this in our, in our interview with Courtney um, which actually says 
the title of our podcast, if you want to listen to it, is Have You Sworn Off Dating? Because Courtney, our client, who's now in a serious relationship, um, when she came to us, she was like, I just want to let you know, like, I hate dating. I have this friend who tells me it should just be fun. It's not fun for me. I don't like it. Like, she was totally like, it's bo- I don't want to do it. It's not an enjoyable way of spending my, like, she was really like, no, I don't like it. And the not enjoying it, the not being able to kind of like sit in it and, and, and just easily enjoy the process, um, is a huge block. And, and the truth is that if you're telling yourself these other things, like nobody's interested in you or no one's taking it seriously, I don't see how that's fun. So I, I feel like the number should be higher, but people aren't like, that's not what, that's not the story I'm saying. But yeah, or maybe, maybe that one just didn't like trigger for them as like, yes, this is 100% how I feel. Right. Um, one of the, one of the like write-in responses we got is that dating feels like a job. Um, that, you know, you, let's say you work like a nine to five, you are done at five. And then you're like, okay, now it's time to start my second job of dating where I have to swipe and I have to like schedule these dates. And if I've had a really shitty day at work, I have to like put on that happy face, you know, to, to kind of manufacture like all of the qualities that I know I normally possess when I am not having a crappy day. Um, so, you know, that doesn't sound fun either. And, and that is kind of connected, you know, that if it feels like a job, it's not fun. Right. And, and there is, you know, somewhat, it is somewhat of a time commitment. It is time, right? There's time spent in it. So it's, that's why it's so important to learn how to kind of embrace this stage because the truth is that if it all works out right or the way and this is if you're looking for a monogamous relationship eventually this will potentially be the last time that you're in this phase right so having that mindset shift of like let me enjoy it even if it's like some ridiculous stories and like you know um some time that didn't get me to where I wanted to go necessarily, not a direct line to where I wanted to go, but being able to kind of ease into this is the stage that I'm in um, is so very important. And I think people overlook it. You know, if you're just checking things off your list, then you're not present when you're on these dates and then you're not giving your best self to the dates. And then if your return is crappy, that might be why. Yeah, and I think this is, um, I mean, all of these are things that we touch upon in our program, but this one in particular, we really work to make dating enjoyable for our clients. Um, And we help them find ways to take some of the stress and anxiety and some of the, this feels like a job mentality out of dating so that they, they know that, you know, dating is yes, a part of their life, but it is not their entire life. And it, that it should not feel like a job all of the time. Yes. And, and spoiler alert, if you go to listen to our other podcast where we have Courtney's interview, the transition was midway. Like I said, she's now in a, in a monogamous relationship, but in the middle of the dating, she, I will never forget the day that she 
she texted us and let us know that she was like having a blast and she was actually enjoying it and had to kind of eat crow and like <laughs> admit that, you know, it's not the type of person, it's just, it's the mindset and the way that you're doing it and the way that you're looking at it. And, you know, again, like not looking at it as like a means to an end, but like a, a, a an important, it's, it's your life. So everything you do in your life should be, you know, important and, and enjoyed and, you know, you should be present in. I mean, none of us are like that all the time, but if we can get you more that way in this stage, so it's not just like I'm doing this just to get it done with, you're way better off at deciding who you want to actually be with in the end. Yes. Um, so the next one is, it's impossible to date right now during the COVID quarantine situation. And that was pretty even, 45 to 55. So 45 said yes, yeah. and 55 said no, 55% said no. So yeah, if, if that's where you're sitting right now, um, again, I, my next question would be like, what about COVID is, is difficult for you? Is it like, what about it makes it feel impossible? Is it the emotional state that you're in? Is it because you, you're not physically going out and meeting people? If it's that you're not physically going out and meeting people, then um, we also have a podcast where we talk about how to date during um, when, when you're social distancing and when you're dating um, virtually and what that looks like. And to keep plugging Courtney in there, we have a verse, the first one where it ended up, it was like right in the beginning when she started to really kind of get serious with this guy, but um, her journey, because when she started with us as a client, she was, it was not COVID, right? But she kept working the dating, uh, working, dating the way that we had coached her into COVID. And now the guy that she's with is somebody who she, uh, I think, spoke to once before, but never met him in person prior to COVID-19 coming out. So it can happen. And I remember an, uh, one thing that, that she kind of told us and stood by is that she was finding having done the online dating prior to COVID and then doing it during that she felt like the, the choices of men had changed during COVID and that she felt like people on the dating apps right now were taking it much more seriously. Right. Um, or not at all. Like it or was not at all, but right. that it, it was such a clear delineation that like it was very obvious within chatting with someone um on the on the apps within a message or two like whether they're they're really looking for something or whether they're just kind of like biding time right or they're like looking for somebody who's willing to risk just coming out and having sex with them yeah which um, which makes for an easier sort of selection process right all the people it sounds like all the guys who are kind of on the fence that you might end up in a relationship with and then they don't really want anything serious like those guys seem to like not be there anymore because it was it's a lot of work so like it's the people the guys who want the quick return for like who's actually lonely and wants to come and just like you know give me that fill and then there were guys who are really actually willing to invest the time because it does it is a little bit more of like waiting for them you know it's it's more mm -hmm. of like a like an old school courtship, courtship yeah. yeah um okay the next one is i'm too busy and it's such a big time commitment so we kind of touched on that too right yeah 
Um, so 33% said yes to that, 67% said no. Um, you know, and if it feels like another job, then that's, that could kind of feel like that too. Um, yeah. Our, we, our clients are very, very busy and it's not about, I, we've talked about this before where there's like that, um, that story about the guy, the science teacher who fills the jar up with, with bold, with big rocks. And he's like, is it full yet? And then his class says yes. And then he puts like smaller pebbles in there and he says, now is it full? And they say yes. And eventually he puts sand in and there's some metaphor about what your life, what the rocks are supposed to be and what the pebbles are supposed to be, what the sand mm -hmm. is supposed to be. Dating's supposed to be the sand until you get into something serious. Like it kind of fits in the nooks and crannies of the life you already have. You should never be um, giving up parts or important parts of your life in order to date. It should fit in. And with, with virtual yeah. dating and COVID, you can do that easier than you ever could before. Because if you could be home and then just hop on a date and not have to actually go anywhere, like that's not a lot of time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. This is all about setting boundaries that work for you. Mm -hmm. um, and, and making sure that, and like checking in with yourself after you've set those boundaries and being like, do I like my boundaries? Are they working for me? Right. Like I remember when we talked about even, you know, whether it's with our clients or with when Jen and I talk about what we went through, like I was, when I was dating my last stint of dating, um, I was single. I was thinking I was in Jersey, but I was thinking about moving back into the city. I had a very like, like not a very pressing job. There was no take home work involved. So like I would bang out <laughs> for a lack of better ways. I wasn't having sex with them, but I would go to like, three dates sometimes in a day, like on a, like a Saturday, I'd be like, sure, I'll meet. Cause I was thinking about going back into the city. So my dates were, a lot of them were in New York city and I would go into New York city and just like meet up with three different people like kind of spaced out. And that was like a day for me. And that worked for me. Whereas some of our clients feel like their weekends because they're working all week, their weekends are their own and they don't date during the weekends, but they'll do like an evening, like during the week where they'll put it in. There's always spaces um, where you can put it. I think it's harder for if you have a family at home, like if you, if you have children. But now more than ever, like because of virtual dating or meeting up and deciding, like it's, it's easier now for those people who really have so much on their plate and they're like, is it worth it getting a sitter? Like do some virtual dates first and decide if it's worth it to get that sitter and go. Yeah, especially because virtual dates really kind of have a shorter time stamp on them so you know you could do like a 20 minute virtual date and get a good vibe on whether someone is is a good match for you and whether you would be interested in seeing them out and like weighing are they worth the, the cost of a babysitter yeah exactly right and and if you are somebody whether it's because you have kids or just like the demand how demanding your job is that's okay that that's the style in which you go about this, that you're like, I'm going to do a bunch of virtual dates. I'm going to feel how it feels. And then I'm going to decide whether it's worth going out. That is a fine process to be utilizing. That's you making it the sand. Exactly. If it fits in, it's just, yeah. there's room, there's room to fit stuff in. Um, but if all these other things ring true for you, that it's not fun, that you're telling yourself no guys like you, then you're not going to want to make space for it. You're not going to want to fit it in where the stand is because they're, they're, it feels like you're not going to get the return. So why would you, why would you 
spend that sand time on something that's not going to pay off in the end, right? So all this other stuff has to kind of come first. Right. And then our last one, the last possible reason why people have sworn off dating is I feel like I'm running out of time. So this is that scarcity mindset coming up. Yeah. And, and when we did um, the podcast that was my biological clock is deafening, like how do you date? I would say yeah. for those of you who feel like that, like you're running out of time, usually with women, it has to do around the fact that we get this checklist and having children is on it, you know, and, mm -hmm. and some women that we work with are, are not interested in having children and that's totally fine. Um, and if you do actually want to have a child, that's also fine. But there are ways around getting stuck in that. I've got to do it quickly because again, at the end of the day, and listen to that podcast, if you want to hear the whole thing, if this is ringing true for you, but at the end of the day, you can't rush this because if you rush it to have babies, then the guy you rushed into it with ends up being the father of those babies. And you will be connected with that man for the rest of your life. So choose wisely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And even let's say like kids are, are out of the picture. You just feel like there needs to be a time constraint on this for some other reason. You don't want to rush it because the person that you're trying to find when you're rushing it, you're not necessarily going to find the right person. And then you're miserable. And then you have to start all over because you were miserable in that relationship. So yeah, that's what happens when we close the door and then we're like, a year in and we're like, crap, I, you know, I'm not happy, but then, right. But now I can't leave because I have already spent this time. And then you start doing like the math of like, how much time would it be if I started all over again? So like, yes. that's another reason it's so important to kind of ease through this period and get your mindset really in a, in a good place so that you take your time here. Um, so it, it really, feels right when you, when you settle in. Yes. And I think if, if like anything we're saying is really resonating with you, um, as Amy said, you know, message us through the podcast. We'd love to chat with you about the particular reason that maybe you have sworn off dating. Um, and like our programs are, are, you know, tailored to helping people with, with these feelings, with this mentality, with the fear that like dating just isn't going to be the way that, that you get to proceed through your life. And maybe you're not supposed to find someone and, you know, we, we want to talk to you because we would love to, to help you and support you. Yeah. So if any of this rings true, you can definitely message us and let us know. And especially if you feel like we didn't address something, let us know. Um, we love the feedback. And if you are enjoying the content that we're giving you, also, if you can swing on over to iTunes and, you know, subscribe or, and, or rate us, that would be really helpful as well. So even if you don't message us directly, because we get, like, that's the one way that, that we know whether or not we're doing well is by that rating and feedback directly from you guys. So if you like it and you want to hear more, hang on, go on over there and, and let us see it. Let us see that you're enjoying it. Um, yes. so have a great rest of your day, guys. I never know how to end these things. Have a great day. I feel like I need a catchphrase. This is Amy Roeder and I love you. No, <laughs> that would be weird. What we need to figure out. This is the night that we figure out our catchphrase that ends the podcast. What's it going to be? I'm not good on the spot. <laughs>
That's not the catchphrase. What if I do this? <laughs> Does that help? No. All our successful single ladies out there. Ooh, that just sounds really cringy and creepy. I'm, I'm getting like, there's someone who talks the way you're talking in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, it's um, it's it's Cameron when he calls the school and he's pretending yes. to be like that's the vibe. <laughs> so I can't concentrate because all the I'm sausage doing king of Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> I always think of Parks and Rec when the I was going to say the, the radio show. <laughs> it's the radio yeah. show. I know I get. I actually am getting closer to my mic while I'm speaking to you. That's what. <laughs> Um, I don't know. So I don't know. I guess maybe we're not going to figure out how we're going to sign off today. I guess. This Jen is and a, Amy, we out. We out. Signing yeah, off. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm going to keep thinking about it. We can come One up with One day we'll get there. That is another reason to message us. If you have a really yeah. good place for us to sign off, let us know. All right. But for now, we out. We out. We out. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Successful, Single, and Not Willing to Settle, the podcast. Can't get enough of us? Follow us on Instagram at Successful Single Female. Check out our website at www.successfulsinglefemale.com or check us out on YouTube at Successful, Single, and Not Willing to Settle. Have a wonderful day and don't forget to not settle.